Attention Patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to the show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. He's been missing, we've been missing him for a few days, uh, but we are here uh, Monday through Thursday and again on the weekends here on the Daily Journal bringing you the current events from a constitutional and principled perspective, no revision and no political propaganda. The Supreme Court has been in session again, giving out their orders on what cases they will take and what cases they will not take and offering up opinions in other cases. And there's two cases that we're gonna cover today two really, really important, if not insightful cases, uh, one that has a lot of political ramifications, or I don't know if ramifications is the right word, but implications is probably better. Uh, a lot of talk about this Supreme Court opinion from a political perspective. JC, this is another one where the Supreme Court uh, is split, but this time it's split in a very, very strange way. Which one is this? This is uh, the Virginia case for gerrymandering. And what's very, very interesting is that uh, the split, being as it is, gives us some really, really good insight on the personalities and the makeup of the Supreme Court. The second case we're gonna be handling is the Oregon Cake Baker case. And that one we are gonna handle because once again, the media is spinning this one completely out of control. It just, it sort of makes me roll my eyes, JC. I wish people who report in mainstream media on the activities of the Supreme Court would take the time to understand the procedural uh, mechanisms of the Supreme Court. Because now, once again, we've got people running around, oh, victory, 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 when in fact nothing at all has changed. Uh, and, and, and from the Oregon Baker's perspective, this is, not a, this is not a victory at all. And we'll explain that, I'll explain that to you from, from the beginning. But I wanna start with this Virginia gerrymandering case, JC. This is an appeal from the District Court for the Eastern District of Virginia. 
And what has happened is in, 20, in 2011, a Republican House redistricted the, uh, the, the courts in, or I'm sorry, redistricted the representation in the House of Representatives uh, based on a new census. Well, as always happens when there's a redistricting, uh, the people brought a legal suit against the House of Representatives for the redistricting, claiming that the redistricting was based on racial motivations, gerrymandering. When you say people, I assume some Democrat operatives, some Democrat groups. It, it, well, that, that's possibility, but I'm not going it to wasn't eliminate the part, it. It wasn't the party itself. but No, no, it wasn't the party itself, but it was the body of the people. And... And I'm not going to jump out and say that there was no actual gerrymandering, right? Because that's always a possibility. That's usually what. That's usually always the reality. Right. Right. So I'm saying <laughs> no I'm matter not, what side. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to assign this to some kind of left wing radical faction. I just I'm certain say, it was. Whether there was gerrymandering <laughs> or not. Whether, whether was it was a legitimate objection or not. Uh, I'm. I'm certain it was. An, an opposition opposition operatives. Well, I know that the ACLU stands for liberty sometimes, and just because the ACLU brings a case doesn't mean that it's no, no, not, yeah, case. no. I'm so not saying I'm it's saying. the ACLU. I'm saying they <laughs> right. rep, they're not represent. First off, it's not how the ACLU typically works, and you're you're right. I understand they uh, in the First Amendment a lot of times they're uh, sometimes they're on good grounds and they fight for actual liberty. Uh, now, those cases are, are rare. Uh, in their overall work, when they're on the side of liberty, those are minority, those are, you know, few cases. But whether or not it was ASOU, now I'm not talking about the ASOU. I'm, here's the thing. A normal citizen, they're just, they're going about their day. They're minding their business. Okay, you're already political mm -hmm. if you're filing a, a gerrymandering case, okay? But there's because lots your of average citizen, groups. your average citizen has no idea I mean, they don't have a clue about the districting and what have you. Well, but you so. have judicial watchdog groups. You have lots of watchdog groups. I'm just saying I have not I'm a, I'm, I have you, not you studied. You have homework. You have I, homework. Find me a list of objective groups in 2019. All I'm saying is, <laughs> is that political. I have not jumped into the yeah, no, merits of the case, and I'm not willing to say that this is completely political. This is This could very well be a JC very is. legitimate case. <laughs> JC can, but... But I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cast people out I for, get you. for that. Just that the facts, ma'am. Just the facts. Just <laughs> the facts. So uh, this case is the Virginia House of Delegates et al. v. Bethune Hill et al. Okay, so we've got multiple groups here. Now what's happened is hyphenated name. The yeah hy hyphenated name. Gotta be liberal. <sighs> Your pastor, thank you very much. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, I'm just your joking. pastor. Okay, too many okay. jokes. <laughs> too many jokes today. People are getting annoyed. All right. So what happened now is that this is a very, very important distinction, JC. The House of Representatives, mm -hmm. the uh, Republican. This is where it gets political, right? The Republican part of the House of Representatives brings a lawsuit in uh, a, to appeal the court's decision deciding that, that the redistricting was gerrymandering. So the people brought the lawsuit 
for the gerrymandering. This Republican portion of the House brings the, the appeal, saying, okay, mm -hmm. uh, the courts have found gerrymandering. We want to appeal that decision and, and have the courts, a higher court, look at it and say, okay, look, this is not gerrymandering. Republicans changed voting boundaries. Somebody sued the Republicans, and mm -hmm. then the Republicans filed an appeal. And the Republicans filed an appeal. Now, this is what's interesting, okay? The opinion is a... 5-4 opinion. So we have a, a very a very narrow split, which mm -hmm. means it could have gone either way. But it wasn't simply conservative versus it liberal. It was not conservative versus liberal. It was not Republican justices versus Democrat justices. Right. This is a mix on both sides. This is a mix on both sides. So Ginsburg, or somebody writing for Ginsburg, drafted the... The ghost of Ginsburg. The, the ghost of Ginsburg wrote the court opinion. Thomas... Sotomayor, Kagan, and Gorsuch join with Ginsburg. Talk about a motley crew, right? So then you have Alito, Roberts, Breyer, and Kavanaugh filing a dissenting opinion. Mm -hmm. So you've got the two Trump appoint uh, nominees against each other yeah. in the same opinion, which is not... Which we have found not to be unusual. That's, that's been a, that's a trend. Been the, I think you can yeah. call that a trend at this point. They've been mm -hmm. on opposing sides so many times. Right. So this is the same as I mentioned several shows back. Right. You have your two Trump appointees always, almost always ending up on opposite sides, which is strange. And now my inclination, based on patterns, is to side with Gorsuch initially mm -hmm. generally yeah generally right he, he's usually the most consistent he's the most liberty consistent justice. he's the most consistent constitutional justice that we have at this time and for thomas and alito to split their brotherhood yeah. is also very strange so this is a really really great case to learn the personalities of these justices now I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna pull a JC here. I'm gonna tell you that I just believe that Ginsburg and uh, Kagan are taking this side because it's the radical Democrat side. Right. Okay? Call me cynical. I don't care what you say. Ginsburg and Kagan are not in remotely concerned about constitution or yeah. principled issues. So right? every, everybody, and I agree. Everybody else. If you so, if you flip this, right? If it mm -hmm. if, the, if it were Democrats uh, appealing rather than Republicans, I think everybody would stay where they are, except those two. Those two would flip. They would right. get on the other side. So they're, they would, they're purely mm -hmm. political for them. Purely I, I political. believe that. Right. You're right because I I would I would I'm going to say that Kavanaugh is going to vote with the Democrats most of the time along this path anyway. Yeah. Right, because the Democrats are the big government guy, the Democrats are the president guys, and precedent guys, and Kavanaugh's going to stick with that. Yep. Judicial power, government power, and precedent. That's where Kavanaugh's going to go. So why did Thomas and Gorsuch take this side of the case? And who's right and who's wrong? Well, I, I think, not to get to the end, I think there's right on both both. Right and wrong on both sides. I'm actually with Alito after you were reading, you were yeah. sharing his opinion. Maybe after you hear my explanation, okay. you will not be. Okay, go. Because Alito is 
totally off the mark. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so what we're going to see here, JC, is how these justices view the role of government. Mm -hmm. Okay? How the, now, remember, extracting Ginsburg and Kagan. Sotomayor can be constitutional. She's a little bit the quiet person there. And so I'm not going to throw her in with Ginsburg and Kagan at this time. But extracting Ginsburg and Kagan, you have to wonder why Thomas and Gorsuch took the side with Ginsburg and Kagan and Sotomayor that they did. And so when we get back from the break, I'm going to show you the arguments of the House and why they did what they did. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. Remember, libertyfirstuniversity.com, libertyfirstuniversity.com, where you can get constitutional education for everybody in the family, everybody in the church, everybody in the schoolhouse, everybody in the workplace, as if the, as is, as if the Constitution, uh, as if it was being taught by those who wrote the Constitution. Maybe that will come out sooner or later. So we're talking about this case about gerrymandering. And Virginia House of Delegates versus Bethune, Bethune Hill. Bethune Hill, so, yes. So in, in simple terms, what was the opinion of the case? So in simple terms, here's what we have. There are, the House has brought two challenges. The House urges that it has standing to represent the state's interests and that it has uh, been uh, damaged. There's been damage by this gerrymandering to the House of Representatives. Now, the first part's easy, right? The first Pretty part is easy. Yes, the first part is easy. So, uh, by Virginia state law, and I have it up here on YouTube if you want to see it, it says, all legal services in civil matters for the Commonwealth, the governor, every state department, institution, division, commission, board, bureau, agency, entity, official, court, or judge, shall be rendered and performed by the attorney general. So the, okay. the attorney general handles all these cases, represents the state in court cases. In court cases. Period. Period. That's the law. That's the law. So, so the question of standing, mm -hmm. that, so the House is now suing on behalf of the state, the right. bottom line is you can't do that. Right. And you have no authority to stand in not. for the state. No, that has to be the attorney general. the law says the attorney general has that authority. And the attorney general made a public and legal statement that they that the attorney general would not be seeking uh, prosecution said that it was not in the best interest of the people of the state and he's a democrat by the way right yeah he's a democrat he's a democrat so uh here's the thing the the attorney general says it's not in the interest of the people to take this so legally by the by the laws of virginia there is no more lawsuit. Yep. So standing does not exist. So they ruled their opinion, excuse me, was correct here. 
their opinion is correct here. So, but then the state says, or the House says, regardless of whether we have standing in that aspect or not, we have been damaged, okay? So aside from a role in invalidating, in enacting the invalidated redistricting plan, the House, echoed by the dissent, asserts that the House has standing because altered district boundaries may affect its composition, and that through redrawing the lines, it may affect the membership of the chamber, the House as an institution, um, and, and, the, and the majority court says the House as an institution has no cognizable interest in the identity of its members. Okay, so here, this, mm -hmm. let me say, this is, they make, they're making a dumb argument. This is, this is idiotic, okay, number one. Who, who is they? The House. Yes. The House is making an idiotic mm -hmm. argument. I think this is stupid. I think they were injured. But this is not why. This is the dumbest argument to me they could have made. There's a better argument to how they were injured. And I, I thought Alito spoke to this. I may have misunderstood. No. But this, this is stupid. Well, no, because Alito takes this side, saying, yes, they were injured because the House, as an institution, has, no, has an interest in the identity of its members. Okay, here's the argument. It's, it's the duty, okay, redistricting mm -hmm. is done by the legislature, right. period. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and so this thing, when you, this is, really this is a political thing. Right. Okay, what did President Obama said, election have consequences, all right? This is a political issue. Right. It is their job, their prerogative to mm -hmm. do this. Right. When, then when someone the other party under the guise of the people, some Democrat operative, whoever, whatever, doesn't matter. Somebody can now throw this in the courts, sue, the courts throws it out. Not only that, the court then dictates to the legislature, here's how you are now going to redistrict. Well, that's that not, is how they're, that, that to me is how they're okay, injured. But because that's not, now, how it, that's not exactly how it works. But what I'm saying is, it's separation of powers is what I'm arguing. Right. You but, now have you now have this power. They can never okay. redistrict. Well, they can't you, do it. Okay, but you're not. But but you're missing a step in there because the court doesn't jump in and and redraw the lines. And when we get back from the break, we'll we'll talk about that. I agree with you in part, but not in the whole. As Chris and Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. I want to remind you that coming up in August, we have our most amazing in defense of liberty training coming up. Constitutional training, hand-to-hand self-defense training, active shooter defense, uh, just the best training that you could have to defend your liberty on all aspects. Go to chrisannhall.com, click on the In Defense of Liberty training, watch the video of the training that we did last year, and then see uh, what you need to have. So what we have is this Virginia case. 
And what's happened is the the voters brought a case to make accusation that the that the that the new districting lines were done uh, in in a manner that it consists of gerrymandering. The court found in favor of the people. Now here's how this works. The court then says to the House, okay, we've got elections coming up. You have this amount of time to redistrict the new district lines, okay? And because there's an election, you have to do that. Now, what happened in this case is that the House refused. And so when you have the court that has found that the people uh, They put their hopes in the lawsuit or the appeal. Right. So the people actually brought the lawsuit, and they ought to be able to bring the lawsuit. And the judicial system then has to weigh both sides. Now, I'm not saying that that what we have is we don't have a political court here. But what I'm saying is the way the system is set up to work is the people have to have the authority to bring the accusation. The court is the one that decides which party has the on the merits. And in this case, they decided with the people. Then the court said, okay, this is clearly gerrymandering. Uh, whether it is or not is irrelevant because... If it and, and I haven't investigated the merits of the case. This is going back too far. So what we have now is that the courts have said this is gerrymandering. The legislature has this window to redistrict because we have elections coming up. And if you do not redistrict, we cannot have an election, period. And that's what then uh, causes the courts then to redistrict. Now, I agree with you that this is a separation of powers issue. I believe that the Virginia legislature, the Virginia law, the Virginia people should bring a manner in which redistricting can happen where the court is not doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's the root of the problem, I think, is the the, probably the Virginia law. Yes. Okay, on Okay, here's, here's how you do it, right? Right. So, I mean, basically what you have so is open. you have you have the the legislative body, okay? You have the legislative body creating voting districts for itself. Yeah. Okay? So then the check and balance rests in the people. And then their their remedy is through the courts. Now, what's happened here is that the appeal is to come from the attorney general, who is the attorney for the people, right? So the attorney general says, okay, the court is right. We're not going to pursue this. That's the check and balance. It's not the house's check and balance to argue whether their redistricting, which directly benefits them or not, is proper. You already have two levels of check. You have a level of check in in the people, three. You have the level of the check in the people, you have the check in the court, and then you have the third check in the attorney general. What's missing is the remedy. So I I think bottom line is this is going to continue. This has been a problem. I think it's going to continue to be a problem. We've seen this happen in numerous states. It Mm -hmm. happened in Florida Mm -hmm. um, where, I mean, that's why I think the argument was dumb, like what you're saying. These guys come come and say, oh, we have an interest of this. Well, yeah, you're making your own voting districts? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, right. what? 
Right. That's that's that, that's like the employee setting his own salary and making his own rules. And, or, or, well, although that is what s- the legislature setting does. Setting so. their the own scope of of well, yeah. no, hiring their own bosses. Yeah. So right. Right. So <laughs> so it's the legislature actually hiring its own bosses, and the House says, okay, look, we we have an interest in how we're composed. Now, this is where it gets really, really political, JC, because the House's argument is solely based on politics, which I believe- It's not a legal argument. I believe proves, in, in my mind, that the gerrymandering actually occurred because if their interest was was not the comp- the political composition of the house but in the representation of the people in the most accurate way they wouldn't be arguing we were damaged they'd be arguing the people are damaged because now what you're doing is actually gerrymandering through the courts see they need yeah. to be arguing we did not gerrymander this this reversal by the court is exactly the gerrymandering that we were trying to remedy. And this is why Alito is wrong, right? So we have this, this the, the, the majority of opinion, and this is why Kavanaugh sided with the majority of opinion. The House as an institution has no cognizable interest in the identity of its members. Who has an interest in the identity of the members of the House? The people, not the House. So when they say that the House as an institution has no cognizable interest in the identity of its members, they're saying the House is a reflection of the people. It is the people who choose the House. So do you think... uh, So here's... Let me show you Alito's argument. Should this be popular vote? Is that the solution? No, because you have to have, because you're a republic, you have to have districts. No, I'm saying to, to, to decide what those districts are, I mean, it can't be the sitting legislature that decides we're going to make our own districts. So how do you solve that? This is not going to go away. No, how do you not, solve this problem? You know, you solve this problem by eliminating po- the power of political parties. Well, It's the okay. corruption in the system. The system itself is like I said, we have multiple checks and balances here. The failure is not in the, the way it's established. The failure is in the, in, in the remedy. There needs to be a remedy in law in the state constitution that says when the gerrymandering has been found by the courts and the attorney general does not wish well, to follow that and the, the, the House, the reg- legislature refuses to redistrict according to the courts, um, then there has to be a way to do this. Okay, so you're you're still talking about after the fact. You got to go back to how you do it in the first place. Now, that system has to change. But there, okay. So we we'll just let that aside because that's a wholly different argument. Because right. there, I don't see in a republic any other way to do this. Because popular vote districting means you're now a democracy. Redistricting must be done through representation of the people, so that which the means whole, the legislature which, decides its own boundaries. Right, but then you have the checks and balance when the legislature operates outside the interest of the people and picks up special interest groups as its motivation. Then the people have bring their check. 
and then the courts bring their check and the attorney i mean we have a three-step check process and after the fact we're not a pre-crime unit everything about a republic is about remedy I just don't and see why no you remedy. can't. I just don't see why you can't allow the public to vote like a referendum. Allow the public to vote on district maps, not decided by a judge. Because that's not how that's republics crazy. work. Well, and I'm saying we vote I'm not to choose saying, our representatives. Yes, but the representatives have to to actually uh, the redistricting is done by representation. So the majority voters don't so, concern so think, all the power so, in the majority. So you have instance, a majority vote that read lines the okay, district. I understand. So what you then have is the majority putting all the money and all the power into their hands. So it has to be done through representation. The problem is, the, the real problem is, JC, we don't have representatives anymore. Political mm. parties have representatives. That's yeah, why true. this is a continual battle over and over again. Because they're trying because, to consolidate power in a particular... Because they're trying to consolidate par power into parties. Like you said, you, I mean, you started off, oh, this is a Democrat operative yeah. a battle. And we have the Republicans in their, dem in their battle now trying to to consolidate power that, to themselves. And that's why I say, you know, somebody lives in a com in, in a community. I mean, the people know what are their communities. Yeah. So okay, these, these idiots, like they did yeah. in, in Florida, when you, you cut a boundary, I mean, I understand why they did it, and I don't like the lady they were targeting either, right. but to run a district boundary through the center of a neighborhood so that you can split up this particular person's voting block that's the that's, that's gerrymandering well so and, but the that's people the problem, know their JC. communities yeah but but again it can't be by popular vote because then the majority will do the same kind of redistricting and the minority will have one district hmm. with one representative so popular vote is is pure democracy is not how this works because once you have the people in popular vote redistricting, then you're going to have even worse gerrymandering because the people in power will consolidate the power unto themselves. All right, let me throw you, throw you another one. Um, the salaries of, let's say Congress, salaries of Congress. So you would say no way people should vote to approve their no, salaries. No, that's, that's totally different. That's completely different Why? because it doesn't directly affect representation. You're okay. not because you're making so it. So the legislators equal. can make their own boundaries, but not make their own salaries. No. Well, the, uh, they're two completely I think, different I think this, things. It's broken. Maybe, maybe, maybe my answer is not the answer. But well, no, I your just, answer can't just, be the answer. I can't in a see. I can't. It doesn't make sense to me that the legislature Let me ask you this. decides you don't see, its own boundaries. You don't see that a popular vote then would consolidate power no, into I, the yeah, majority. Yeah, no, I see, I see okay. that argument. Right. I'm just saying so there's the got to be some other solution. The, okay. the legislature, to me, the legislature uh, approving its own boundaries, defining its own boundaries, is the same thing to me as giving themselves well, a then raise. Ma then they what make you their need is, is a separate elected... Apparently we need, need a king. A, you, need a separate, <laughs> you need a separate elected body. Right, right? a you commission a, a of commission some sort. A commission elected by the people in the same representative form okay, I'll that go with sets that. the boundaries... That are that don't that create the legislative bodies that are not passing. All right, I like that. That works.
Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Uh, up on YouTube, we have our calendar for July. Remember, we're going to be in New Mexico and California. Make sure that you get there. Very quickly, I need to show you why Alito is wrong. Alito says that the that the legislature is like a string quartet or a basketball team who has an interest in the constituency of its uh, of its members. The difference here, and this is what we need to see about this, this is the whole purpose for handling this case to begin with, is that these justices that voted with Alito see the legislative body as a self-inclusive, self-identifying body. They're actually saying the legislature is, uh, the people are a reflection of the legislature instead of the legislature being a reflection of the people. They have a total top-down perspective rather than a representative yeah. up perspective. Please don't read those. This this just dumb argument I know. added to dumb argument. This no, stuff it, is, so it is a stupid argument, but JC, it tells you where these people I agree. come from. I agree. These you have <laughs> just say, Robert just Breyer, Kavanaugh and Alito all saying that the people are irrelevant in government. Right. It is government that matters. Yep. And that's where we get this federal supremacist ideology. Mm -hmm. This is where we get the judicial supremacist ideology, which is why Kavanaugh is on board, by the way. Right. And why Roberts is on board. Yep. So we have now, I believe, the distinction about political control. You have now decided, remember, removing Ginsburg and Kagan from this paradigm, you have now seen that Gorsuch and Thomas are the least political of our conservative justices and everybody else is politically motivated. And it's just very, very, very sad. Yeah. So before we who, go- who's, who's the least? Who's the least? Who did you say least Kavanaugh. politically motivated? Kavanaugh and, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, no, Gorsuch and Thomas. Okay. Gorsuch and Thomas. Okay, so before- oh, I have another remedy, by the way, for, yeah. for the legislative well, gerrymandering. We've got another case to get to. Uh, public flogging. Plug, oh. Yeah, tarring and feathering. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would probably be good. I've had lots of people say we need to bring back tarring and feathering. So the Oregon case, JC, this is this headline. Supreme Court hands victory to Oregon bakery that refused gay wedding. Do you know what actually happened? What actually happened? The Supreme Court punted. They sent it back to the the lower court saying, okay, we're not going to handle this case you have to review it based on our decision in the Masterpiece Cake Shop case, okay? Mm -hmm. So remember, the Masterpiece Cake Shop case was not a victory. It was the Supreme Court handing out instructions to the local government on how to discriminate based on religious principles right. as long as it's done in law. So so he could, we could be right back in the same mess several months from now. Absolutely. Well, it won't be several months from now. It'll be a long time from now. It's not. Gonna, it's going to take more than months. So this did not end. This did not for... end. And this was not a victory for the Oregon bakers because now they have to continue to pay lawyers. They're yeah. going to have to pay to go to the Supreme Court a second time right. because Oregon is not going to back off. You see, remember, well, that would be the only so that would be the only case if if Oregon 
somehow yeah, changed, stopped and changed his stance, if, if, if which Oregon's, is unlikely. It's not likely. You you missed the day when we covered the Washington florist case yeah. because the Supreme Court did the exact same thing to the Washington florist. If you listeners have not heard my case on the Washington florist case, go back and, and listen to that case because Washington said, okay, we reviewed Masterpiece and we didn't do the ugly things that the Colorado government did, so we're good to go. We're mm-hmm. not backing down. Now the florist and her lawyers and the money she's paying her lawyers and the money that the lawyers are paying the court are going to have to go back to the Supreme Court. Oregon is going to do the same thing. There's absolutely no way, shape, or form this is a victory for the Oregon bakery. They've already lost their business. The lawyers are already spending tons of money. They're already going to have to pay the court again to go all the way through the Supreme Court. It's, it's just odd that they use the term victory. The best thing you could say about this is the case still undecided. Yeah. I mean, that's that's like the rosiest thing you could say. Yeah, I, but why they do won't they say, say it's victory? undecided because the lower courts have already decided and they don't understand how all of this works. So look, please, please, just, I'm not trying to take your joy away, okay? I'm not trying to remove your joy. Not done. But let's stay realistic and, and watch this all the way to the end. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.